Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. We're here to provide you through these podcasts with strategies, tips, uh, and a host of other items that you can use to help deal with the bullying epidemic that's occurring in your classroom right now. Today, we're going to be covering 10 reasons why educators need professional development in the area of student behavior management and bullying. I don't think we're getting enough. I think that educators are at a loss for what to do when it comes down to students that are unruly, out of control, disrespectful, and irresponsible. And through all of that, the bullying epidemic has grown over the last 20 years. And we're going to take a look at why this is so important and why we need to have professional development. You know, since the dawn of public education, teachers and schools have focused on the academic achievement of all students. All students were expected to leave school with basic reading, writing, and math skills. Some kids excelled and went on to institutions of higher learning. Some were trained at a trade school, such as in the areas of carpentry or auto mechanics, and still others left school with those basic those basics and worked at more labor-related jobs at a factory or office work. Everyone who left secondary school did have the basics, just at different levels. Every student may not have had the capacity to go to college, but just about everyone finished school and had the ability to function in the real world. With the onslaught of state-mandated testing in so many school districts throughout the country, teachers are still pressured to ensure that students achieve, but the landscape has changed and hitting the bullseye is far more difficult than it was, say, 40 years ago. The bullseye is tough to hit because teachers are now being asked to hit a moving target. The target keeps moving because the levels of disrespect and irresponsibility is just absolutely pervades our schools, and basically you can hit something that won't sit still, keep quiet, come prepared, stay motivated, and who really has taken no ownership for their own education. Local and state boards persist, though, in their belief that success is based upon achievement, not on effort and character. The faulty philosophies that have come out of some of our colleges that focuses more on methods of instruction rather than on behavior management has both young and veteran teachers alike trying to figure out how to hit that moving target. In schools right now, we don't need one more test or in-service that helps teachers understand how to teach to the test, we need a comprehensive program that focuses squarely on student behavior management, teaching respect, and encouraging responsibility. Our young teachers who have been in the field for between three to five years may not know any different and are hounded daily regarding the academic achievement of students whose behavior is out of control And veteran teachers who have done a good job of reading the tea leaves are now planning for retirement because the workload is increasing to the point that's becoming unmanageable. 
Our focus in education needs to be on steadying the target and improving student behavior, not on improving test scores. If we begin to focus on behavior and character and effort rather than achievement, test scores will naturally go up because we begin to develop willing learners. Colleges need to provide stronger training in the area of behavior management for future teachers. And we need to provide more comprehensive training in the area of behavior management for teachers who are now in the field. And what I'm going to share with you are 10 good reasons why. Number one, take a look at the schools. The behavior in our schools has deteriorated to the point that we don't worry about school violence, we worry more about school shootings. We're forced to get everyone to the finish line without mastery or basic content. So many kids come into schools with negative learned behaviors that we are forced to develop conditions to support the behavior. In other words, there are so many kids with unruly behavior that we've had to create a condition to support it or we'd be throwing all the kids out of school. As an example, kids who with ODD or ADHD were few and far between 40 years ago. Student schools would find different environments for the kids with severe behavior problems, which was then about 10%, and send them down the path of the Army or get a GED or a trade school. Today, there's so many of these kids with chronic behavior problems that are both conduct and clinical, and you can't throw out the, that you just can't throw out 20 to 30 percent of the school population. These kids are are not are here to stay. These kids are here to stay, and they're going to make it tough for kids who want to learn. So, if we want to teach the other 70 5 to 80%, we better figure out how to manage behavior problems. Number two, this isn't 40 years ago. Let's face it, years ago, parents supported the school and dealt with their child's misbehavior. Today, we have to fight the kid, the parent, and at times, City Hall. In addition, the behaviors that we dealt with 40 years ago were of the garden variety, like having a playground fight or goofing off in class. Today, the levels of disrespect and irresponsibility are at such high levels that younger teachers have begun to view some of the behaviors as the new norm. And any time there is the slightest improvement, they fall all over the kid with praise, causing the kid to feel good about himself for no apparent reason. Number three, standardized testing is not a measure of achievement. Teachers are trained to teach to the test. Even for content-related testing during the year, there is this unspoken fear of failing a kid. Most kids have an inflated view of their academic ability and don't realize their shortcomings until later in life when grades are more, much more meaningful. Good grades are nice, but mastery is better. Students move through grade after grade with unmastered skills and lack the necessary prerequisites to learn new information. This produce, produces frustration, anxiety, and tension, resulting in behavior problems. Next, 
Life is about relationships. Ask any employer. They're more concerned about the attitude of their employees than whether or not they can do the job. They believe that they can always teach a person the skills on their job description, but they can't teach the person how to get along. School is supposed to be a microcosm of society. Employers want their employees to be respectful, responsible, have a good attitude, get along, show up, and be on time. Sounds like school, doesn't it? If this is what employers want, we should be teaching it. That is, if we can find a time in the overly ambitious curriculum that's being used to help prime a kid to pass a test. Next, we don't know how to have productive conflict. There are so many intergenerational dysfunctional problems in our families, schools, and society in general that have been, they've just been discussion forums in faculty rooms. No answers, just discussions. The topic of the day here is the inability to confront each other, a student, parent, or an issue, or maybe our own demons. Productive conflict is something that is taught. It is not an innate skill. Teachers may have difficulty with conflict strictly based on their own imprint. It's a skill that needs to be taught to our students so they can have disagreements and do it with the right attitude, and they can cooperate even though they may disagree. When this school is not taught, power struggles are inevitable and relationships get strained. Some families don't even talk to each other because of an unsettled youth conflict that became an adult conflict. Don't worry, once once kids know this, they'll pass the test. They have to understand how to have conflict in a productive way. Next, there's too many adults with poor attitudes. Kids are kids for a short period of time. They then become adults with the same crummy attitudes. Even the most intelligent of adults can have such arrogance that they're painful to be around. This is the other 80% of our school population. Knowledge without character produces this type of know-how, this just know-it-all mentality. They were once kids who did well in school, but never developed a character in order to know how to make the best use of their intelligence. Another biggie, our students lack empathy. As a society, we don't have the same concern for each other as we once did. By this, I'm referring to the overall concern that a family has for the elderly couple up the street when there's a heavy snowfall, or helping someone with a dead battery, or bringing meals to a shut-in. Adults don't care as they once did, and our kids care even less. There are too many students who stand around in school when someone is being bullied. But let's always be sure that this kid passes the test. Next, and another very, very important topic, bullying behavior is on the rise. Hurt people hurt people. Bullies come from dysfunctional families, are angry, and take out their anger on others. 
They made that decision around the age of five. Everyone knew there was something wrong, but not enough was done to quell his or her misery. Early intervention didn't happen, and we ended up with a bully on our hands who interferes with the learning of others and creates an emotionally unsafe environment for everyone. Hey, let's take another test. Next, kids seek revenge. It's not enough to get even anymore and have a fair fight and get over it. Today, revenge is the way kids level the ground. They, they, just, they just want a pound of flesh. They want a pound of your flesh and the f- flesh of five others. Victims who have been bullied know how to fight back or to have a productive conflict. They digest the abuse and then act out when the time is right. Stop testing and start strengthening the victim. You'll help them pass the test. Some kids may be smart, but they lack wisdom and common sense. The smartest kids in the class could be the most deviant and make the poorest choices. There are more kids today that can't even make the smallest decision and can be led down, led around by the nose by the wrong crowd. Smart doesn't mean wise, and at times even the smartest kid can lie, cheat, steal, and abuse others. Abuse others. Maybe even better than the average kid. There are all kinds of smarts, and this kid is one-dimensional, but he'll pass the test. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. This article you could find on my website at bullyproofclassroom.com. I honestly believe that if we spent more time dealing with behavior, dealing with bullying, dealing with disrespect, we would help put kids in a better position when it comes down to lifelong success. I would encourage each and every one of you to go to my website and right on the front page it says, take an online course now. Every one of those courses covers some of the topics that I just spoke about during this podcast. It's something that we all need. Hey, you could get it face-to-face by taking a college course or you could take professional development online. There's a lot of stuff out there, but the focus has to be away from the testing and more on behavior management. I don't know how many school shootings we've had in the last 20 years. It's probably too numerous to count. What we have to do is we have to get to the heart and soul of a kid, whether he has a conduct problem or a clinical problem and he's suffering from anxiety or depression or maybe even has suicidal thoughts. We have to get to the heart of that kid and we have to change his behavior from the inside out. It may take us another 10 years, but we have to do it. And then and only then will kids begin to do well academically. And we won't be fighting uphill to try and make sure that a kid can stay in his seat when he's younger and... As he gets older, we won't have to worry about fights. 
We won't have to worry about whether or not someone brings a weapon to school. We will have begun to work on the character of that kid at a young age. And that character will go with him for a lifetime. And his academic achievement will be higher. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to the Anti-Bullying 101 podcast. This episode was on educators need professional development in the air in the areas of student behavior management and anti-bullying. I would encourage you to continue to listen to these podcasts and do your best to try and work with kids to make them strong and also to make them people of character. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.